You're listening to The Voice, episode 30. This episode hosted by Danny Starr. Welcome to The Voice, the official marketing and communications podcast of IABC Ottawa. I'm your host, Danny Starr. Today I'm happy to welcome our guest, Bernie Coulterman, to the lovely Media Style Studio in downtown Ottawa. Bernie is a managing partner at the Center for Excellence in Public Sector Marketing, and I have invited Bernie here today to, to provide us with a bit of a preview of a session he's going to be doing at Marcom here in Ottawa titled, Rewiring Your Sponsorship Program, Moving Beyond the Traditional Approach. Welcome to The Voice, Bernie. Thank you very much. Uh, why don't we get started by talking a little bit about uh, the Center for Excellence in Public Sector Marketing, which is called SEPSM, Sepsum yeah. and Marcom. Mm -hmm. uh, so why don't you tell us, what is SEPSM? Sure. Well, the Center of Excellence for Public Sector Marketing was started by myself and a colleague in 2005. And it, it really uh, came from the idea of the fact that I had been working in the nonprofit association and government sectors in marketing for a number of years before that under my old company name, the Coltman Marketing mm -hmm. Group. But one of the people actually who sat on my advisory committee for Marcom, mm -hmm. Jim Mintz, mm -hmm. uh, was retiring from government mm -hmm. and we had a conversation one day about the dismal state of marketing mm -hmm. in the government and the not-for-profit sectors mm -hmm. and thought, you know what, let's just start a center of excellence. Um, mm -hmm. These people need help. They need to learn about marketing. They need mm -hmm. to learn how marketing can be applied to their business processes. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's start a center and see what happens. So mm -hmm. uh, that was 2005 and here we are mm -hmm. seven years later and uh, mm -hmm. still going strong. So what sort of uh, services do you provide for your clients? Like training, consulting services? Yeah, we do training, speaking and consulting services mm -hmm. and all of them really are integrated. So mm -hmm. the way we work it is that every subject that we're consulting experts at, we also do training and we also do speaking. Mm -hmm so we can carry a full gambit of mm -hmm. services. And, and um, it's really quite interesting. A lot of people ask me what I do for a living, and you know, frankly, uh, sometimes I don't know what we do mm -hmm. for a living. Mm -hmm. What we seem to be really good at is uh, helping people take a more strategic approach mm -hmm. towards their business. Uh, we help them learn how to spend their money more wisely mm -hmm. for better impact. Yeah. And we learn, help them learn how to generate more revenue, which is on a lot of minds of a lot of organizations these days. But really, when you look at our core service offerings, I would say they're really focused around strategic marketing planning, mm -hmm. uh, social marketing, which is behavior change marketing, mm -hmm. uh, social media, mm -hmm. uh, revenue development and sponsorship development, those mm -hmm. kinds of things, and a lot of face-to-face -face marketing as well, mm -hmm. the old traditional exhibit marketing, those kinds of mm -hmm. things. And our, really, our expertise covers all those areas, and when we work to help an organization, uh, we really help mm -hmm. them take a very strategic approach and I think the difference between us and let's say a typical agency or something mm -hmm. like that is that we're the back-end guys we're mm -hmm. we're the ones who people call on when they're having a problem and they want some strategic thinking being done around how to deal with their issue whether it's mm -hmm. you know making more of an impact or whether it's generating revenue or whether it's the competition that's coming into the marketplace whatever it happens to be mm -hmm. and so we help them take a very I don't detail self-analysis of what they're doing for a living mm -hmm. and help them uh, create a strategic direction 
which really helps then when you get into the implementation stage of bringing in agencies and other people like that who mm -hmm. can help deliver the execution of the program. Mm -hmm. so, so we're the back end guys that really help people take that critical look at how they're operating as an organization. Great. And so your clients are a lot of government, a lot of government agencies and, and nonprofits? Yeah, we cover a full gamut. I'll just I'll give you an example. Right now we're doing work for um, the federal government, uh, we have two people over in Tanzania mm -hmm. doing a social uh, marketing campaign with the Tanzanian government. Mm -hmm. uh, we are doing work for two major national associations on their sponsorship programs. Mm -hmm. uh, we're doing work for the City of Ottawa and rolling out a whole corporate sponsorship and revenue program. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're doing work for the Catholic School Board mm -hmm. and St. Paul University in terms of marketing mm -hmm. their programs mm -hmm. to try to increase enrollment in those schools. Yeah. Uh, we're doing a lot of social media work in government. Mm -hmm. And so really, our, the gambit of who we're dealing with mm -hmm. covers the government really at every level, mm -hmm. uh, professional associations, mm -hmm. and the not-for-profit sector, the non-profit sector itself. So it's really, it really changes every day and the issues that we deal with every day are different mm -hmm. and I think that's what makes the, the, uh, the job so interesting. We have Marcom coming up here in Ottawa. It's going to be May 15th and 16th at the beautiful Ottawa Convention mm -hmm. Centre. Um, if anybody wants to learn a little bit more about it, you can go to www.marcom.ca and that's Marcom with just one M to, to view uh, more about the programming. But why don't you tell me a little bit about CFSM's involvement with um, Marcom and, and, mm -hmm. and sort of how Marcom got to where it is today. Sure. Well, Marcom originally started as something called the Total Public Sector Marketing Symposium, a smallish type uh, mm -hmm. event um, uh, that really sort of covered some key areas. And we got involved about 10 years ago um, in helping to put Marcom on and became part owners of mm -hmm. the event. And, uh, uh, and it since has grown uh, to be what it is today. And mm -hmm. I think. Uh, when we look at how Marcom's evolved, it really has turned truly into a national conference. We mm -hmm. have representation from across the country now. Mm -hmm. uh, we have very strong representation from the association sector, the nonprofit sector, and the government mm -hmm. sector. So we've really done a lot of expanding in terms of the audiences that we serve. Mm -hmm. But really, Marcom is, um, in many respects, our commitment to the industry. So when we started SEPSM, mm -hmm. um, we said we need to do something to help bring the industry together. If we're going to be mm -hmm. leaders in this industry, mm -hmm. then we have to act like leaders. Mm -hmm. And part of being a leader is taking a chance mm -hmm. and um, bringing people together so that uh, they can mm -hmm. discuss issues that are common to everybody. Mm -hmm. And so Marcom has really evolved to that kind of a, an event where you know we are looking for people from across mm -hmm. the country to come into Ottawa, share their experiences, mm -hmm. because in the end, it's all about sharing experiences, mm -hmm. you know, and people's personal um, challenges that they're having and coming up with solutions, all about learning new stuff. It's mm -hmm. all about networking with other people who mm -hmm. actually sound and talk, and mm -hmm. you know, like you do. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that the biggest thing for Marcom is people realize that they're not the only ones that are in having those kinds of challenges. There's mm -hmm. a lot of other people in a lot of other places mm -hmm. across Canada who are having the same mm -hmm. challenges that they can share ideas with. So mm -hmm. that in a nutshell is why we're doing Marcom mm -hmm. and what it's all about. So the theme this year, if I was to boil it down to sort of one thing, yeah. it seems to be all about you know, doing things differently, mm -hmm. right? Sort of rethinking yep. or doing more than even rethinking how we do things, but looking to really change the, the way we do things in the future. Why do you think that this is a good year for that type of sort of theme on this conference? From what I've seen for the last uh, eight or ten years, 
we've been sort of tweaking things. Mm -hmm. You know, as organizations, we, and, and our organization's the same, every organization's the same, is we don't, we don't like to change things too much because change mm -hmm. means pain, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I think that um, what we tend to do as organizations is we change little things here and there, mm -hmm. and for the most part, that works pretty good, mm -hmm. you know? But, but sometimes you have to rethink completely how you do business because either economic circumstances dictate it or new mm -hmm. policies dictate it. Mm -hmm. And what we find is that a lot of organizations that we work with and a lot of people who we speak to say, you know, it's just not working anymore. Uh, we really have to take a fresh mm -hmm. approach towards how we approach our business. Mm -hmm. And we have to take a fresh approach, not just the tweaking things, mm -hmm. but the real things. We have to look at re-examining actually how we do business. Mm -hmm. And so the idea behind this year's conference is to really uh, open up uh, people's minds mm -hmm. to some of the things that they should be doing in order to completely rethink what they're mm -hmm. doing. And I'm not saying in the end you're going to mm -hmm. completely re, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, refocus your entire operation, mm -hmm. but to think in those terms mm -hmm. for a couple days is a really good mm -hmm. exercise yeah. because then you go back and you say, you know, maybe we don't have to be doing it that way anymore. Mm -hmm. Maybe we could be doing it this way. And so what we're trying to do is get our speakers who are coming into Marcom to uh, think in those terms, yeah. to talk about how you have to look at things differently, mm -hmm. uh, how you have to approach challenges in a different way. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at social media, that's completely changing mm -hmm. every, every way we do business. Mm -hmm. And um, for a lot of organizations uh, who aren't up on that, mm -hmm. it's a pretty intimidating environment. Mm -hmm. And it's a, if they're not involved in it, they're really missing out on the boat. So how do you, you know, for example, transform an mm -hmm. organization from a traditional media organization mm -hmm. to a social media-based organization? Mm -hmm. uh, how do you do that without, you know, forgetting about personal, personally touching your customers, mm -hmm. you know, in, in other more personal face-to-face -face mm -hmm. face kinds of ways in the process? So, you know, how do you... Uh, look at taking a new approach towards gener generating revenue for your organization. How mm -hmm. do you uh, take a new approach towards reaching your customers and getting them to actually mm -hmm. do some kind of behavior change that you want them to do? Mm -hmm. So it's all about get out of the box, mm -hmm. do something different, look at it differently, mm -hmm. look at what we're doing, and put a different, uh, a really a different philosophy to how we're doing business. Mm -hmm. So that's really the focus okay. behind the theme. One of your keynote speakers, Scott Stratton, otherwise known as Unmarketing, yes. uh, is certainly probably going to be delivering on exactly that. I've seen a few of his mm -hmm. his talks online before, and, and looks to be a great program. Yeah, he's yeah he actually is a great um, a great starter to our yeah. conference <laughs> because uh, he's going to set the tone yeah. for the entire two days. Yeah and uh, what better guy to do it than yeah. Scott. So yeah. that's uh, really good from that perspective. You're going to be giving uh, a session about sponsorships mm -hmm. um, and essentially trying to help people rethink the way in which they do their sponsorships. Let's talk first a little bit about sponsorships now. Sure. Sort of what, what do you see as being the problem <coughs> in the way sponsorships are delivered now? If you look at how sponsorship has evolved over the last, I'm going to say, 20 years, mm -hmm. um, it's really, it's really changed quite dramatically, and particularly in the last uh, four or five years. Mm -hmm. Sponsorship started out as, uh, let's uh, give somebody some money, let's put some banners up around mm -hmm. the event, 
and if the weather's good and we like their experience, <laughs> it all seems pretty good. You mm -hmm. know, and that's really where mm -hmm. sponsorship started. Um, uh, it e evolved then to some point where we started measuring exposures yeah. and things like that, number of exposures, those kinds mm -hmm. of things. And then we, you know, the marketers realize that that's not just enough. We have mm -hmm. to actually look at how we start doing things to help move and shift uh, customer intent to purchase through mm -hmm. sponsorships yeah, by yeah. By demonstrating more, you know, um, um, taking more opportunities to demonstrate what our brand is all about, mm -hmm. uh, to give them that, that experiential element yeah. and those kinds of things, and um, and then now it's today now it's shifted to the point I think where companies are realizing that uh, they need to really demonstrate authenticity mm -hmm. in a real way mm -hmm. in order for their customers uh, to stick with them or order to, in order to gain new customers or in order mm -hmm. to keep their customers. And it can't just be done by superficial um, mm -hmm. ads and words yeah. and things like that. Yeah. It has to be done through actions. Mm -hmm. And so I think what's happened is that uh, we've everybody has come to the realization that mm -hmm. our customers buy from us because they like us. I mean, yeah. We don't buy things from people yeah. we don't like. Mm -hmm. So if we you know, if you think about it, in the old days, a company would sponsor an event and they would thrust a banner out in front of you mm -hmm. and uh, they would say, here we are, here mm -hmm. we are, and they would mm -hmm. throw the message out and they would sort of mm -hmm. interrupt your experience to a large extent. Mm -hmm. Well, in today's environment, I mean, if you don't want to, if you want to make friends, you don't do that. If you want to make mm -hmm. friends, you actually do something that adds value to the customer mm -hmm. experience at mm -hmm. that event or that conference or whatever it happens to be. Mm -hmm. So the issue is that sponsorship is evolving into a much more sophisticated mm -hmm. marketing medium. Um, mm -hmm. Most organizations are not there. Mm -hmm. Okay, most organizations are still in the banners and signs and yeah, logo yeah. stage and, yeah. and, and wondering why they're not getting the attention and the dollars and the support mm -hmm. that they, want, they should be getting. Mm -hmm. And so, um, to get people to think out of the traditional box, I think is really mm -hmm. important because most people do have something interesting to offer sponsors. They just mm -hmm. aren't looking at it in the way that mm -hmm. they need to look at it in today's environment. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the whole rewiring uh, your sponsorship program is about how do you take a different approach Mm -hmm. towards those traditional kinds of things that you've done and, I'm, mm -hmm. and, and the logos and the banners mm -hmm. is one of those examples but you know you know another thing that we tend to do the old traditional way was we counted how many people attended an event well we mm -hmm. all know as marketing yeah. people <laughs> that it doesn't really matter how many mm -hmm. people attended it matters how many of your target audience mm -hmm. attended the event and it matters that mm -hmm. not just how old they are, what <coughs> demographics they are, it matters that you know what their psychographic profile yeah. is so that you understand what their values and their lifestyles mm -hmm. are about so you can actually get the right kinds of mm -hmm. sponsors who can offer the right kinds of value mm -hmm. add at the right time. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's more today about fit, it's mm -hmm. more today about adding value to the customer experience, mm -hmm. it's more about being authentic on a day-to-day -day mm -hmm. basis and, and using sponsorship as a way of Mm -hmm. reinforcing your commitment to particular yeah. things. So those are some of the mm -hmm. things that we'll talk about mm -hmm. and say how do you get out of that traditional mm -hmm. box. One of the the things you seem to talk about a bit or you're going to be talking about here is like segmentation, right? Mm -hmm. um, so what are some of the tools or techniques that that events you know can use to help segment their audience a bit better for their sponsors? Well if you it's really amazing when you ask an event um, 
uh, who their audience yeah. is from a sponsorship perspective, how few of them can actually tell you who they are. Yeah. You know, they'll say, well, they're all, uh, you know, they're families. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, families is great, yeah. but if I'm not interested in reaching families, and you come to me as a company and you want me to mm -hmm. reach families, well, I'm not interested. And then mm -hmm. you wonder why I'm not interested. So, mm -hmm. so I think what, what people are starting to look at is saying, we have to start segmenting and understanding our audiences at a much deeper level. We need to uh, look at our audiences and uh, say, you know, not just who they are, what, mm -hmm. what sex they are, what age they are, what income they are, mm -hmm. but who are they? Do they, you know, I, I always use the example, I'm between 45 and 54 years of age, mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm, I'm going to say above average income, and I live in Ottawa, but what does that really tell you about me? It mm -hmm. doesn't tell you a whole mm -hmm. lot. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't tell you whether I drive an Audi or mm -hmm. a Vos or a, a, um, a Mini mm -hmm. or a, mm -hmm. a, a Taurus or a, a Prius or something like mm -hmm. that. It doesn't tell you whether I live in a home or an apartment. Mm -hmm. It doesn't tell you whether I have an RSP or I'm mm -hmm. part of a company pension plan. It doesn't tell you whether I'm married or single, whether mm -hmm. I like sports or travel. Mm -hmm. And to really make great connections with sponsors today and between sponsors and audiences, uh, you have to understand mm -hmm. those things because the sponsor fit is becoming a really important component. Putting the right mm -hmm. companies in front of the right audience that reflect mm -hmm. the values mm -hmm. and lifestyles of the audience because when there's a better fit, mm -hmm. there's generally a better result. Mm -hmm. And when there's a better result, everybody's happy. Yeah, I got you. So it's like yeah. when I was at the Junos, I saw a lot of people pulling a lot of people over for surveys mm -hmm. on their way in. I suspect yep. that that's what they were trying to get. Sure. Was it was a better idea of, of, of these things about who the audience was so that they could better sell yep. sponsorships in the future? Well, it's one of the, one of the things that we tell, and I, when I do a lot of training around this, is uh, people say, how do we find out you know, the right company fits for mm -hmm. our audiences? I always say, why don't you ask your audience? Mm -hmm and be really honest with your audience mm -hmm. to say, look at we want to go out and get corporate sponsors who are going to add value mm -hmm. to this event. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we need you to help us identify the kinds of companies that mm -hmm. you think would be really good to be involved with mm -hmm. this event. What kinds of companies would bring value to your experience mm -hmm. of this event? Mm -hmm. And you know, people will be absolutely amazed when they ask that mm -hmm. question because their customers will tell them. Mm -hmm. But once you put it into context, Mm -hmm. of the value. So we want your opinion because if we get the right kinds of companies, we're going to be able to give you better entertainment on the stage mm -hmm. next year. Mm -hmm. So we could use your help in helping to identify companies that yeah. we should be involved with. Once you put it in the context of how the audience will benefit mm -hmm. from it, they tend to be mm -hmm. very receptive mm -hmm. to it because they see the value in mm -hmm. it. Yeah. You know, and there's not enough of that kind of stuff. So that's yeah. another example. So last question then maybe to sort of wrap everything that we've been talking about in sponsorships together. Mm -hmm. Do you think, you, what maybe example could you give the audience of a, of a really well done sort of mix between a, a sponsorship of a brand and like an event that sort of you think brings everything together? One of the best examples that I saw across the board in sponsorship was the last Olympics, Winter Olympics in Vancouver. Yeah. Um, and the reason I say that is because there was a big shift from mm -hmm. the old school of just branding, mm -hmm. Coke, McDonald's, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, to a more intelligent mm -hmm. form of sponsorship. If you, if you think back at, on the Olympics, every sponsor that was involved had some kind of a activation element mm -hmm. that really helped uh, demonstrate what their brand was all about. Mm -hmm. Rona had special 
needs people building the podiums, mm -hmm. you know, with their tools. Mm -hmm. uh, Chevrolet had, uh, was driving automobiles, uh, athletes from one venue to the next. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, uh, Bell was uh, enabling people to phone home to their yeah. friends. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody had, everybody had mm -hmm. something that they were doing in conjunction with that mm -hmm. event to try to activate it and mm -hmm. to help visibly demonstrate what their brand was mm -hmm. about. And mm -hmm. that, that to me was a very mm -hmm. significant turning point uh, for mm -hmm. sponsorship because uh, it evolved from, you know, from the previous Olympics where it was just signs mm -hmm. and banners and logos to actually mm -hmm. an environment where people were actually getting intelligent about how mm -hmm. they were activating what they were doing and yeah. reinforcing their role. So yeah. I think that's a great example. Well, great. Well, thanks a lot for coming in today. Uh, that wraps another edition of IABC Ottawa's podcast, The Voice. As always, we'd love to hear from the audience, so please take some time to comment on the IABC Ottawa website at ottawa.iabc.com. Uh, join me uh, in a couple weeks on the podcast. I, I recently recorded an episode on use of video in marketing. Uh, that's a panel discussion with a few people. That'll be up in a few weeks from now. I'm your host, Danny Starr. As always, if you have any questions or anything, feel free to contact me on Twitter. I'm at Danny Starr or through my blog at www.dannystar.com and that's star with two R's. Take care, everybody. You've been listening to the podcast of the International Association of Business Communicators, Ottawa Chapter, produced at the Media Style Studio. For more information, visit ottawa.iabc.ca.